The following is a fourth hand production. 15, 60, 40, 50, 80, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, 90, the Brady Bunch. As we break down the bunch one episode at a time, we take the episode, we break it down, we discuss it, we shame it in front of people, and then we build it back up again. On today's episode, we look at episode season one, episode nine, entitled Sorry Right Number. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and Amazon Prime. Of course, today's episode we had to watch on Daily Motion. Um, I also want to mention a fun contest we currently have going on. It started on December 2nd, 2019, and runs till December 20th, 2019. More details on that at the end of the episode. Also, just a quick little uh, questionnaire. Um, what do you listeners want to be called? What do you want to re- be referred to as? We got A, Brady Heads, B, Bunchers, C, The Silver Platters, D, All of the Above, or E, None of the Above. Let me know. Um, My guest today is one of the hosts of Podcast 42. He is the creative director of the Podfix Network and is a freelance writer and was once voted as most likely to need a hug in a high school yearbook. I welcome Christopher DeVos to the show. Welcome, sir. I am excited to be here. I grew up on the Brady Bunch, so this is bringing back memories I haven't watched, except for the one episode you told me to watch in <laughs> years, and it brought back some glorious memories of after right? school, Pop-Tarts, milk, not doing my homework, <laughs> and watching The Bunch, which that's my vote for your category is The Bunchers. Oh, the Bunchers? Oh, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Or maybe right. even the Bee Bunchers. The yeah. Bee Bunchers. Ooh, you're adding one. That's good. I encourage that, too. All right, so tell me what Podcast 42 is all about. Well, we are a pop culture history podcast, but we kind of put a little bit of a twist on it. Um, think of, like, a history lesson combined with a, a poorly performed radio show. Uh, like, <laughs> okay. a, like a 1920s radio show with 2019 special effects. Oh, that's um, It's that's a lot fun. of fun. We're not really actors and impersonators, so we kind of have fun with the voices we do. Um, it's a good time. I really like doing it. It's it's <laughs> It started as just a, a hobby, and it's kind of turned into uh, uh, an obsession for me. So. <laughs> Nice. I mean, you say you don't do voices, but yet you do Muppet voices. What's going on with that? Um, <laughs> we have one guy on the show who's really good at voices. He can do a lot of voices. <laughs> His repertoire is probably 20, 25 voices. Uh, <laughs> B, I have two voices. <laughs> yeah. It, it's like a Grover and a variation of Grover. So <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> So if the script calls, we write out a script, and the script calls for a bad guy, I usually play the bad guy. Because I just do my gotcha. deep voice like this. And that's about all I do, <laughs> as far as voices. Gotcha. And it sounds like you do kind of a good Brian Posehn. Are you um, familiar with who, who that yeah, is? The, he, You know, he showed up in The Mandalorian. Are you watching The Mandalorian? Oh, yeah, yeah, now? yeah. Yeah, of course. Come on now. And he was, yeah, he was uh, in the first episode or yes, the first, I was like, like, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he was like the driver, this is the, the the speeder driver uh, or whatever. Land speeder, yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, is that Brian Bozane? And then he died. I was like, oh, never mind. Yeah, so much for <laughs> but now he's part of Star Wars Star Wars canon, so he can say that. True. Yeah, that is awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> Um, so what is the Podfix Network? Podfix. That's hard to say. Podfix Network. 
Podfix Network. Um, we it was originally a collaboration of podcasts that were movie based. Oh, okay. Um, and has since turned into um, an eclectic mix of uh, all sorts of podcasts, mostly dealing with pop culture. But there's some other podcasts on there. We have a science podcast. Um, there's a podcast from Canada of two women who uh, record in their car called I Shake My Head, which is hilarious. I recommend that podcast to everybody. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a movie podcast. Um, there's something for everybody on the network, and that's at um, podfixnetwork.wordpress.com if you actually want to check out the shows. There's about uh, 15 shows on there. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, this show, just recently, this show just recently uh, joined in a network. We're a fourth-hand uh, podcast network. It's part of the – if you ever listen to Hysteria 51 or anything, it's the guys that run that show also run this network. And it's brand okay. new. We just started it probably a week or so ago. So, Okay. But it's, I haven't it's listened to that so podcast, far. but I recognize the name, so there's something. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty big show, and it's if you like – aliens conspiracy theories and stuff like that then you'll and they don't take the topics very seriously which is great um they put out a lot of info don't get down they'll put all the information out there but they're basically uh skeptics by nature and that's what makes it a great show and it's super hilarious uh, so. I, I should check that out that sounds exactly what i would listen to <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> um it says here you're uh, an unpaid bubbly spokesmodel what does that mean Oh, I love the bubbly. I talk about the bubbly all the time on my show, um, the soda water. <laughs> right. <laughs> you guys have bubbly where you're at? Yeah, I think so. Um, I prefer like the, what is it, Clear American sparkling water from Walmart. It tastes uh, so much uh, better. Uh, <laughs> isn't that like 12 cents a bottle? <laughs> it's like you get like a full liter for like 46 cents or something. Like yeah. It's fantastic. I love it. <laughs> For a dollar, you can send it all to some country that doesn't have water and, and feed them for like a year. <laughs> yeah. um, a lot of people like the Lacroix, and I think Lacroix yeah, is, I just don't. is not good. It's it's like no. water, and then somebody like their strawberry flavor is like somebody just wafted a strawberry over top yeah. of the water. It's exactly so that right. Little hint of strawberry essence, but there's it just tastes like soda water. So I think bubbly has a lot of flavor, and that's usually yeah. There's a podcast in our network uh, run by Paul Chomo, and he's a big LaCroix fan. So oh. I've been trying to get him to, you know, duke it out with me, me on the bubbly team, him on the LaCroix sure. team. But, you know, I'm, I'm totally, if I can get in on that with my Clear American, I'm just saying, because <laughs> Clear American's really good too, because it's got <clears throat> super strong flavor. It's not any of that, just a strawberry wafted over the top of it and then let's add some carbonation. No, it's got like the full, deep, rich flavor in there, and it's great. yes, it actually Love does. It. The white grape is almost overpowering. Yes, that is <laughs> my favorite. I love the white grape. Oh my god! <laughs> but sometimes lately they haven't had the white grape, so my second favorite is the orange, mandarin orange, and that's like I got like six of them in my fridge right now. <laughs> I'm so excited. I should have brought one down here. Thirsty. You know, I um <laughs> I picked up the mandarin orange one time, and I'm like, ah, I don't know, orange and water doesn't do it for me but it wasn't that bad it was okay no it's just like drinking like an orange crush or something but with like zero calories zero sugar zero everything mm -hmm. it's awesome it's great i love it that's exactly why i switched is because mm -hmm. i was drinking too much soda me too i had a an addiction to diet coke and coke zero yes like everybody yes. is addicted to diet coke and coke zero so what exactly is in there that i don't know that's it Right. People aren't addicted to Coke. No. Nope. Doesn't happen. Uh, it doesn't happen to like Sprite. You know, no, it's Diet Coke yes. and Coke Zero. Yes. Always. <laughs> yeah. Everybody yeah. has the same story. So there is something in there. Yeah, for sure. Like I was, <laughs> I'm telling you, I would drink like eight, nine of those a day. Like yes. <laughs> back to back. I mean, it looked like, it looked like I had beer mid cans, you know, like, but, but it was just Coke zeros, you know, I was just like, Oh God. I had and to you wouldn't even soda, think about so. it. It was like zombie. It's like, Oh yeah. I just had my ninth one. I didn't even realize it. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. So you mentioned it a little bit earlier, but what is your history with the Brady Bunch? So you had a good history with it. You grew mm -hmm. up watching it, staying home sick from school. You, you got to watch the bunch. 
It's fantastic. I'm not sure if I actually watched it on the first run. I think I just watched it in syndication. I remember well, watching it after school, but I don't ever remember watching it whenever it aired. Like originally, originally. aired? I don't yeah, think you're it, old enough. How old are you? I'm not saying, but it, it started in 69, right? Yeah, starting in 69 to like okay. 75 or 74 or something like that. Okay, so yeah, I would definitely have been too young, thankfully, Yeah, still. <laughs> <laughs> me, me too, I got you. I'm older than I look, and uh, I'm about to have a birthday here in two days. And I'm going to be uh, 44 in two days. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah I'm feeling your pain. <laughs> yeah i don't feel that old though i feel like i'm still like 19 years old so yeah definitely. physically and mentally so <clears throat> all right so let's take our first break and when we come back we're gonna get into this are you ready sounds good i'm i'm i'm, I'm ready to go got my notes awesome awesome all right we will be back Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of mysteries, conspiracies, the unusual and the unexplained. Do we have a laser thermometer to figure out if Admiral Byrd is here? I'm pointing the laser at the wall now. 71.1, 71.2, Admiral Byrd is here. With John, Brent and Conspiracy Bot. You're all idiots. Yeah. Join them each week as they clarify conspiracies. I'm a Stuart Swerdlow. I promise I am human and I do human things. <laughs> Explore enigmas. It's all about ley lines and you'd understand that if I could explain it to you. And probe the paranormal. Hysteria 51 is a hilarious expedition into the eccentric. Stop on my joke. Thank I will you. when they're good. Tune in each week and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And remember, the truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Stay woke, meet sex. And we are back. Okay, so we got The Brady Bunch Season 1, Episode 9, entitled Sorry, Right Number. Let's get into this. Okay, some facts about the episode. Uh, we did have to watch this one on Daily Motion. Did you notice this when you watched it that the audio was like pitched down a little bit? Everybody seemed to have a deep voice. Um, I didn't really notice that. The thing that bugged me about Daily Motion was they seemed to put an ad in every 30 seconds. Oh my, right? Oh my God, that drove me nuts. It's not even in the right spot. It's just like randomly. Yeah, random ads. So then they would back it up. They, luckily, they would back up the scene just a tiny bit, but mm -hmm. you know, they, they cut people off in the middle of their sentence. There was no rhyme yeah. or reason. Right. But you've been watching a lot more Brady Bunch than me re yeah. recently. So you probably noticed the, the pitch different than I did. That's the first time I've had to watch a few episodes on daily motion. That's the first time that I've ever heard like the pitch down before. Um, but yeah, so I definitely see it. I'd probably be more noticeable because it's been a while since you've watched it. But yeah. 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 Although Mike sounded really sexy to me and I'm, I normally don't <laughs> swing that way, but. <laughs> yeah. So this episode first aired on November 21st, 1969, uh, about 50 years ago. Uh, this one's written by Ruth Brooks Flippin is her name. And apparently it's the first time I've seen a woman in the credits actually written by a woman. So that's impressive. And directed by George Cahan. I don't know how you say it. Cahan? Cahan? I don't know. Um, and a little fun fact from IMDb. It says, although the Brady household has two telephones, you will notice in later seasons that the phone Mike has in his den appears in the living room on the sofa by the front door. Uh, the other one stays the same in the family room counter until a very Brady Christmas and the Brady spinoffs of the series where it's attached to the wall in a push button. Fun fact for you. <laughs> Who 
was noticing that phone through all the seasons to give us that fun fact. That is a dedicated <laughs> right. debuncher. Yeah. <laughs> debuncher. That's debuncher. awesome. I love it. I'm going to use that if that's okay. I'm going to steal yeah, that. It's all yours. Perfect. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> let's see. So this is going to be, or this is interesting. So there's been a lot of like, <laughs> a lot of sexism in these past episodes that we've discovered. And we've been coming up with a lot of Brady conspiracies too. So if you find any here, I'd love to hear them. And so this is the first episode written by a woman, but yet I still saw some sexism in this episode, which we'll get into. Mike seemed a little in the, in this opening scene, Mike seemed a little, uh, a little frisky. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So here we go. We're going to fade in here. All right. So Mike is seen at his desk in his den working on a project. Carol is sitting on the couch in there and she's knitting away on the couch. Uh, The phone rings. Mike answers it and uh, it's for Carol. So Mike tells Carol to hurry up because he's expecting a call from his friend because they're trying to set up tea time. Uh, it's a friend of hers talking about a dress she's adjusting. Like, that just seems very cliche. You know, I would have expected yeah. one of the other male writers to write something like that. I don't know. They're talking about a dress. I don't know. But a woman wrote this, which is shocking. Did you notice that Mike um, just immediately assumed it was going to be Ed each time the phone rang? <laughs> At this point, they only yeah. have the one phone in the house. But every time he answered the phone, he's like, hey, Ed. And then you know, right. it wasn't Ed. I just thought that was weird because who answers the phone like that? It'd be like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> right. But he assumed Mike all was, of it. Uh, it's got to be Ed. It's going to be Ed. It's going to be nobody else but Ed who's going to call. I know there's like eight other people in the house, but right. chances are it's Ed. It's Ed. <laughs> so uh, she lets Mike know that her friend has decided to take the dress up an inch. And Mike responds with, Marvy. I thought yeah, that was I didn't, What was that? That that I think it was his way of saying marvelous. He just said Marvy. Oh, like, I very didn't sarcastic at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe he forgot his line. I didn't. I was like, what is he saying? <laughs> so Carol gets off the phone and it rings again. This time it's for Alice. Of course, he's like Ed, and you're like yeah. Alice, Alice, which is a great callback to episode four <laughs> when the, it seemed like all Mike's dialogue was. 85% of him just yelling for Alice or Carol <laughs> off oh, that's screen. Awesome. That really <laughs> brought back so... memories because we're both old enough before the whole cell phone thing where you, yeah. we had the house phones and you had to call if that person wasn't near you, you had to call <laughs> for them in another room. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is like flooding back my childhood of right. my kids will never experience this. No. You just text them. They would them. think that's totally <laughs> odd and weird. Yeah, you don't have to yell around the house anymore. No. Like, I text my son all the time in his room. Hey, dinner's ready. Okay. And he comes out. Yeah, let me text you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Carol, it's for Alice. Uh, it's Sam the Butcher. Carol says they're dating. Now, this is the first mention of Sam the Butcher, um, which is kind of exciting. So, <laughs> Is this um, the first time we see Sam? Or has he yep, appeared before? this is the first time. This is nope, the first time. He, first time. Uh, Mike says, with everyone on the phone all the time, it's a wonder he ever gets a call at all. He reminds her that sometimes he gets business calls. You know, you know, Carol, sometimes I get business calls. I like Big how he treats her man. like one of the kids. He treats her like a child. Carol says that it's time they get a second phone because he's added three daughters and a wife to the household. Mike agrees. The phone rings again, and this time, it's for Marsha. Cut and scene. Marsha, <laughs> uh, Marsha. Marsha. Uh, Mike is on the phone now with a buddy from work, and he's gloating how great it is to have his own phone in his den. And it's so great that after he hangs up with his buddy, he just calls the time and temperature just because. Just because yeah. he can. You remember now, those also- days of calling time and temperature? Yeah, that brought back awesome memories. Again, once again, calling the time, calling the movie phone. Yeah, movie phone. I remember we had some uh, number you could call to get like a daily joke or whatever. 
yes, joke line and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> yep. Did uh, was it uh? Do you remember the gigantic phone cords which allowed you to you attached them to your phone and now you could move from room to room but stretch that phone cord out. If you had your phone <laughs> yeah, in the kitchen, sure. now you could stretch it all the way out to your living room. That was yep. like a big invention at the time. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> you don't always have to go, where's the phone? Where's the phone? And you're like, oh, it's, it's follow the cable. <laughs> there yeah. it is. <laughs> yep. All right. So next scene, we see Alice in the kitchen getting ready and Sam the butcher walks in. Uh, the gamer getting ready to go on a date. Mike walks in and tells Sam that that was a, uh, that roast they had the other night was really good. He said, thanks. Then, uh, this ain't a bad little lamb chop either. Wah, 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 pointing to Alice. Sam is good. He's good. He's smooth with the lines. You got to give him that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so Carol now is on the phone with her friend in the media room, which is, I say this every episode. That's the room. Well, we decided to call that room because I don't know what else to call it. Okay. Yeah, uh, I didn't there's... know what to call it either. But did you notice something? about with Alice. Now you've yeah. You've got 9 episodes under your belt. I'm just I'm going to I'm going to go back and watch more because now you've got me hooked again. But <laughs> does Alice wear the most unflattering dresses? <laughs> like they're like sacks with like colored sacks. <laughs> colored sacks. Yeah, they're just straight. There's no sink in the middle. They're just <laughs> Uh, there's super ugly dresses and you <laughs> look sure. at carol carol's looking hot her dresses got little belts they got little collars and buttons and and yep. poor alice is just a burlap sack that somebody had got <laughs> right but you should Sam's see still the willing the, to go for it you know <laughs> you should see the the nightgowns carol wears too it's like the pinkest flowiest thing you could possibly imagine well, yeah, it like flows behind her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Carol is on the phone with her friend in the media room. They're still discussing dresses. Um, it's just the shit they talk about is just funny. And I can't believe this episode was written by a woman. That still shocks me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Mike walks in and she asks him if he, do you need to use the phone? She says. And he's like, um, um, nope, uh, you're. You're talking with a man. You're talking to a man with two phones. He boasts. Uh, then he remembers that he needs to call his friend Marty back and leaves the room and runs to his den. Uh, as Mike walks into his den to use the phone and sees Greg on his phone, Greg trying to make a sale of his personal stuff, including a rabbit. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember a rabbit ever being on the show, but he must have sold that shit, man. He he's good. He's good. Hey, where is the den in relation in the house? Is it upstairs? <clears throat> no, it's downstairs, just off the living room. So if you're facing the giant living room and you got yeah. the staircase, right? Yeah. You go you go up the little step and then you go left up the staircase. If you go straight past the staircase, that's where the den is. The okay. doorway is there and then you turn to the right and step down into the... This house is fucking amazing. I love this yeah. house. It's huge and it's, it's a great For layout. For some reason... Too. I was thinking it was upstairs while I was watching it. And in my mind, I'm like, he's never out of breath. And he's running back and <laughs> forth in this scene a couple times, as you're going to explain here in a minute. But I'm like, he's never out of breath. I forgot where the den was. Yeah. So Mike tells him he's supposed to be using the other phone unless it's an emergency. Greg tells him it is an emergency because he has to, quote, unload this rabbit <laughs> or there'll be <laughs> dozens of them everywhere. Mike says, OK, and hurry and uh, it's only just this one time. <laughs> we once babysitted a friend's rabbit. Those things are stinky, so I can understand unloading it just for the smell factor. <laughs> right. And it poops Mike constantly, goes, nonstop. Yeah, and they're, they're little tiny little pooplets. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's the worst pet ever. <clears throat> Mike goes back into the media room and sees Jan now using the phone in there. She's discussing freckles or something to her friend on the phone bleaching freckles <clears throat> yeah bleaching freckles mike said which actually is a call to uh a future episode with jan how she tries oh, yeah. to bleach and she uses like lemon juice or something i don't know <clears throat> mike says he'll just have to get greg off his phone in the den and then exits 
So Mike walks back into the den, only to find Peter now on his phone in the den. Peter's discussing math homework to his friend on the phone, which, okay, finally it's a real reason to be on the phone. So Peter convinces Mike to let him continue, and Mike agrees and leaves. It's the new math. Oh, yeah, they were discussing that. It's not, no, it's new math. <laughs> what Whatever was up in that? 1970 new math was. <laughs> right. <laughs> I don't remember math being any different. Now, my kids had to do that damn common core math, which is Satan <clears throat> invented it himself. That's horrible. Right. So I can't <laughs> yeah. imagine what this new math that Bobby was trying to help him with. Maybe it's uh, the math that we learned growing up. That was quote, the new math in 69. So I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think that there was uh, math before. I always thought the math went on for years, generations, and eons until right. I <laughs> right. I have no idea. So Mike now walks back into the media room, and now it's Marsha on the phone in there. She's just gossiping with a friend, talking about boys, something about a guy named George. And did you hear like going to recess? <clears throat> She's like 13, 14 years old, and she goes to recess. And which, by the way. Does the creepiest giggling I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it was, it was pretty bad giggling. And it seems to me like uh, she should have stopped talking when Mike came in the room. Because it was like right. a little scandalous there. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but she she powered through it. She's like, ah, he's stepdad. Ah, he's not going to do Yeah, stepdad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, Mike walks into the kitchen where Alice and Carol are setting up for dinner. Finally, Carol's doing something around the house for a change. You know, we've discussed this on almost every episode, how Carol is a stay-at-home mom, yet she still needs a maid, a housekeeper. You know, Alice does everything. What does Carol do? She assists every once in a while setting the table or something. Well, we found out what Carol does. She she alters dresses for friends. Oh, yeah. That's her side That's gig. Her- Okay. Yes, according to Clay Groves from Fish Nerds Podcast, that's her job is to just look cute around the house. Uh, that guy was funny. With the um, um, with the Daily Motion video, it was kind of not the best quality what I watched. And as she's right. setting the table, I thought the dishes were dirty. <laughs> I didn't really notice. I had to really look at him again. I, I, I backed the scene up and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him like it looks like they're stained and like there's chocolate pudding all over them. But I think they were <laughs> pictures of roosters. Oh, might have been a pattern. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it looked like she was setting the table with already used dishes. And I'm like, hmm, that's different. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> she really doesn't know so, how to set the table. Alice should have told her, those are the dirty dishes. Yeah. <laughs> that's why she needs a maid she has no right, clue she, she can hem a dress but she can't set a table right so mike is complaining that now there's two phones in the house and he still can't make a phone call he says that as much as he doesn't want to he's going to have to issue out an ultimatum and not an emergency or no emergency the kids aren't allowed to use his phone period carol questions your phone he corrects himself, sorry, our phone. Right. Carol put him in his place. <clears throat> right. <laughs> yeah. He thought he was laying down the law, but then wifey is like, uh-uh. Yeah, she's like, do you see the cute dress I have on right now? That's right. There you you want to see the our nightgown phone. I'm going to wear later, then it's our <laughs> phone. <laughs> right. <laughs> Mike now has another meeting with the family, all the kids and Carol, in the media room. <clears throat> he puts out that the phone in his den is... Uh, is for his and, quote, mother's use only, which is weird. <laughs> Emergency or not, they are not to touch it. All the kids agree. And then Mike and Carol get up and leave. <clears throat> okay. Okay, so now it cuts to Greg on the phone in the media room with Marsha yelling at him that he needs to hurry up because she has to make a call. Peter and Jan are also waiting right there, too. They're just sitting there staring at him like super awkward. Uh, they all start arguing. Greg is on the phone with Harvey again, and he's still trying to make this deal. <laughs> got to get rid of that damn rabbit. It's now pooped. got to unload this rabbit. <laughs> it's stinking. It's going to be <clears throat> soon. Get it out of the house. Yeah. I'm not. I'm surprised that Mike isn't concerned about the rabbit at all. He doesn't care about the rabbit. He only cares about the phone. Yeah. 
<laughs> I know. I found that weird too. It would be like a rabbit. You have a fucking rabbit. Yeah. Where's the yeah. rabbit? Hey, I'm about to unload it now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about the rabbit. I'm taking care of the rabbit. <clears throat> Just go back to your den. <laughs> Mike and Carol are watching this, all this go down and Carol says that she has an idea Carol comes over and puts down an hourglass I mean well it's like a minute glass I don't know whatever it is an I don't know. timer they say later yes yeah I, I heard that because I was like what do I call this thing so yeah she said an egg timer later uh, she says that when the sand runs out um, you're to get off the phone Greg continues to talk but when the hourglass runs out he just flips it over and keeps talking. The other now, kids are like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> but in Greg's defense, that was the shortest egg timer. That was like yeah. a 20 second egg timer. <laughs> I know. I agree. Even if it was a full minute, that's not long enough yeah, to make I a think, phone call. I think normally egg timers are like three minutes, but that, that thing went fast. So I, I, I don't blame Greg. I think Greg was justified at least getting one more timer on the egg. Timer. One more flip of the, well, of the hourglass. Well, if it was truly an egg timer, an egg timer, I think, is eight minutes. Is it eight minutes? And that's because it takes eight minutes to boil an egg. So I don't, I don't cook. <laughs> I, I do. I've got years of cooking under my belt. Oh, <laughs> I've been to like to chef schools and stuff like that. I was, I was in the navy. I was a cook in the navy. So I, I, tons I, of I hate cooking. I, I'm one of those that would go out every night of the week to a restaurant if i could afford it it's just <laughs> yeah it's the cleanup it's really more of the cleanup than the cooking gotcha it's easier if you just clean as you go then it's not yeah. so bad at the end so well i have a deal oh. with my wife she'll do most of the cooking and i'll do the cleaning but that deal kind of backfired on me because she cooks like she's in the middle of a hurricane <laughs> So there's a lot of cleanup. She's got the better part of the deal. For sure. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. It may take her 30 minutes to prepare the meal, but it takes me like two hours to, to fix the mess afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> when did you use flour? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't even have anything with flour. <laughs> no. <laughs> you just got it out just in case and threw it everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we have burgers. What? Okay. <laughs> so mike is in his den going over the bills he opens up the phone bill and begins to read it starts to freak out and once again carol carol yelling for carol <clears throat> carol and alice because you know she's like a pavlovian response yes. come they both come running in <laughs> they, and they <clears throat> literally were running in <laughs> yeah mike hands her the phone bill and tells her to look look at that total she is shocked. Alice tries to leave because she doesn't want to mind her own business. Okay, that's the first for Alice. Right. But Mike says, no, no, I want you to see this too. <laughs> Look how many calls to Sam are on here. Yeah. <laughs> how many of those are to the butcher? Uh-huh. <laughs> <clears throat> he goes, "Look at the total for this month. I thought it was a I thought this was the national debt." And he goes on to say that the kids are using the phone entirely too much. And Mike decides that he needs to show the bill to the kids and leaves the room. Now, here's what I found weird. Now, of course, when we still had the phone, the landlines in our house growing up, I was just a little kid. Mm -hmm. But he mentions that they use five times the number of units they're allowed. And I don't ever remember. Now, I didn't pay the bills, of course, but I don't ever remember having any kind of restriction on the phone because we were only allowed so many landline minutes Did i just it? thought that I was really strange i must have missed that um yeah i don't remember anything like that in life or yeah. the episode but huh yeah Weird. i mean it was like it was like they had a like a restricted amount of time they could use on the phone or else they were charged a lot more and then he says something about toll charges too and i didn't i didn't understand what the toll charges that's just were. saying toll charges are just like because it costs money like just to call any phone call you make uh even if it's local i think he's i think it's probably like just 10 cents or whatever really? um yeah we don't i think it was like that for us too growing up we just didn't really care or pay attention to it <laughs> i don't know yeah i don't ever <clears> remember <throat> you know, being yelled at that 
I have made too many phone calls. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't ever remember making a bunch of phone calls, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then there was the whole long distance thing. And then remember, uh, nighttime after seven was cheaper for long distance. If you ever had to call long distance, and I remember all that yeah. long distance, and and uh, you could call, you know, grandma after a certain time during the night. Yeah, but I don't right. remember being restricted just on general calls. Yeah. So. Um, well, this is where we take our next break. Okay. So there seems to be a phone usage problem, and we're going to get down to it when we get back. Mike's going to so. lay. He's going to do his pimp hand down. He's going to get these kids into shape, I have a feeling. I'm hoping so. Somebody needs to. All right. We'll be back. If you haven't checked out a Very Brady Podcast online merch store, you gotta do it. With the holidays coming up, where else can you go? You can pick up a Very Brady Podcast coffee mug for Aunt Sally, or a Very Brady Podcast phone case for Uncle Bob. The merch store has t-shirts, coffee mugs, magnets, stickers, and so much more. There are several different designs and t-shirt colors to choose from. Maybe you want to get a Very Brady Podcast pillow for Grandma. Go online to a Very Brady Podcast store on tpublic.com today. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Go check it out, and as always, have a sunshine day. back when we left off the phone was being occupied too much by the kids and mike is just have, has had enough he's flipping out in fact we meet back up with mike and carol up in their room and mike is pacing back and forth behind carol as she's brushing her hair in front of the mirror because you know what else are you gonna have a woman do while the man is talking we'll make yes. her brush her hair <laughs> but at um, least she's in her sexy nighty. Yeah, she's she's in the flowiest. If Alice was like, up there, she'd be in a burlap sack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, Mike, so Mike's just going on about how such a problem it is with the phone. Uh, Mike says there's got to be a way to teach these kids the value of money. So Carol says that the phone bill is nothing compared to how much the new carpeting is going to cost. And Mike's like, new carpeting? What? Carol goes, yeah. <laughs> Once we've replaced where you're pacing back and forth. <laughs> eh? <laughs> hi <Hi-oh. laughs> so, Gotcha. <laughs> zing. <laughs> so, so now we see Sam the Butcher hard at work. We actually get to see his butcher shop for the first time. Um, Alice starts giving Sam shit about his prices. She's like, what do you got that for that much? God. Hey, what's up with that? Hey, what's... And he's like, hey, what's wrong? Once you start criticizing Sam's meat, something is wrong. <laughs> yeah. My favorite line of the whole episode. Right there. Boom. <laughs> Don't ever criticize my meat, baby. Because one, right. you're not wearing a green burlap dress. Nobody's right. looking at I'll you th- but Sam here. And yeah, I'll throw you out of here in that burlap sack. That's right. <laughs> Sam brings the meat every time. Every time. <laughs> Alice tells Sam that something is wrong and she's just stressed out at home because the kids and the whole phone situation. And then, by the way, Sam, it's like, how many meat puns can we do with Sam in the scene? And the writers just went crazy with it. <laughs> we're just, well, we're, we're feeling out Sam's character because we're just yeah. learning about Sam and he's a butcher. So, of course, there's going to be butcher puns. <laughs> just gotta he'll, be. he'll grow as a character down the road <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> which uh 
we were just talking about on break. We were talking about the Andy Griffith show, and he was on the Andy Griffith show tons of times. He played like literally no shit. He played like twenty one characters on the Andy Griffith. Twenty one different characters. I'm, I'm exaggerating about the number, but it's a lot. It's at least eight different characters on the Andy Griffith show, and it's so crazy because like in one episode he'll be like this gangster guy that they arrest and throw in jail, and like two episodes later he's like the local guy that works down the street. It's like, don't they recognize that's the same guy they just threw in jail? <laughs> hey, that's the gangster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah they used him a lot. And eventually he went on to, uh, he was in um, Gomer Pyle. He was on Gomer Pyle forever. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah. That's really cool. Yeah, they, they must have liked him a lot and used him a lot. So, um. All I right. think so, at that, that time they all filmed around on that studio, and I think they just pulled actors back and forth because you would see a lot of those mm-hmm. actors pop up everywhere all the time. Sure. The same shows. In fact, in the last episode of the Brady Bunch, um, the little known fact I said in the beginning, it was the episode where they all go camping, and where they go camping is the exact same spot where they filmed the intro to the Andy Griffith Show with the lake and the fishing poles and all that. It's the same yeah. spot. It was kind of neat. That is really cool. <clears throat> so Alice notices that Sam has a payphone installed in the shop. He says he got sick of customers asking to use his phone all the time. He's like, dime here, dime there. It all adds up. So Alice is like, I got an idea. And she wants to make a call. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. <laughs> so <laughs> Alice is back in the kitchen, cleaning the kitchen, and Carol calls for her from the media room. She has all the older kids with her. She comes in and Carol asks her what the big thing on the wall is. The camera shows that there's a wrapped present attached to the wall. Alice says that Mike called for a big surprise and to wait until he gets home to open it. Carol tells the kids that they'll just have to wait until, you know, dad gets home. And which I think is kind of messed up here. So Alice had the idea of a payphone. She, right. I'm assuming, called Mike. And Mike's like, you know what? Let's fucking do it. Yeah. And I was like, well, I better let Mrs. Brady know. I'm like, fuck Mrs. Brady. Like, you and I run this house. You know? Right. No, she doesn't need to know. We'll just put it up, and she'll be just as clueless as the kids, and I like it that way. Who is here first? Mrs. Brady <laughs> right. or me, Alice? And my brother, exactly. Zach. It was me and you, Mike. We've been here the entire time. We run this house. We're ride or die. <laughs> yeah. She can fiddle with that dress all day. She will never know what's going on. Or Martha, whoever, and we'll, <laughs> Martha, we'll stick yeah. this half a box, this half wrap box on top of this phone. They won't even touch it. They won't even think to move the box off the phone. Nope, not even peek, because <laughs> my word is God. Because <laughs> you know it was just sitting on top of the phone. <clears throat> yeah, that's all yeah. it was. Because <laughs> how else are you going to wrap a pain phone on the wall but just to stick a box <laughs> over it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and nobody touches it because no. Mike runs the house with an iron fist. So they know. He'll get the belt out. <clears throat> yeah. Next, we see Mike in the media room asking if everyone is ready. Mike says that the telephone issue has been a problem in the household. Cindy and Bobby say that it hasn't been an issue with them. Mike says that it has been an issue with him and the household budget. And he has the solution to the problem. He pulls the present off the wall and reveals a payphone attached to the wall. Oh Everybody's gosh. like, what? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he says that the payphone is for all the kids to use and they are allotted two calls per day and any call past that will be deducted from their allowances. He even says that Carol he even says to Carol that even the call she makes to Martha, her friend costs money. Well, that's where she says uh, the term or he says the term is toll or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah it's a toll it call sh- or something. Is she yeah. the one that says she don't dig? He's laying down she all what? these commandments about the phone, and somebody says, Oh, I that don't was dig. Uh, that was Greg. He goes, I don't dig. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was Carol, and I was like, that's really weird for mom to say <laughs> <No>. that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, and then, uh, so he says, you know, hey, your calls to Martha cost money, too. She's like, well, you don't expect me to use the payphone, do you? He says that she can use the phone in the den, he says. And she's like, well, thanks a lot. And then he gave her this look like, don't start with me. 
<laughs> no, he didn't. <laughs> <clears throat> the kids tell Mike and Carol that they they don't want the payphone. Marsha says that she can't lay on the floor and talk. And Mike says, well, that'll keep your call short then, won't it? He's got a Mike point there. Not, He's not wrong. Exactly. Nope. Um, the kids af- the kids leave after they're, quote, dismissed. You're dismissed. I'm telling you, man, Mike runs that house. I used to think it was Alice, but I think it's a conjunction of Alice and Mike. They run the house. Yeah, definitely. Alice is like the, like the, the man behind the man. She's pulling the strings. Mike thinks he's in charge. Thank you. Alice. Thank you. I've said that on several episodes, how she's the puppet master. Yeah. Mike asked Carol, uh, do you know how hard it is to get a payphone installed? Do you know how much (laughs) red tape I had to go through with the (laughs) phone company? I thought that was great. Uh, Carol asked, uh, do you know how much it's going to cost us? And Mike comes up with a figure, you know, counting the kids, calls per day. And he says, $36 a month. Carol points out that that's more than our phone bill was last month. Mike Seriously. says if it accomplishes. Yeah. This, this is the f- big phone bill he was complaining about. 36 exactly. I thought it was national debt, like $36. I thought it was like $300. Now, I know this is 1970, so you got to adjust right. the prices, but really, $36? The phone bill was less than $36 for Yeah, two less lines. than 36 Yeah. And then she's like, then what the fuck is the point? You know, and he's like, well, if it accomplishes the problem, then we'll return it and go back to the regular phone. You know, then it's like, well, then where are we solving a problem? <laughs> you know, yeah. It's like it, your biggest complaint was it's costing the house money. This is costing us more money. And how much did it cost for Mike to have someone come out, secretly install this payphone on the wall? Because that's not something <laughs> you can just pick up at the old radio shack and stick on the <laughs> right. wall yourself because it's got to be tied in to the operating yeah. system. For sure, yeah. It's a technician had to come out, install it, yeah. which they probably did it while the kids were at school. I got you. But where was Carol? It's not like she's probably getting her hair done or something, like buying She's another dress. dress. The dress has been <laughs> pain in her side the entire time. Oh, yeah. She's probably talking about Martha. You know what would have been funnier? Her. If they had the payphone that's on the pole, that used to be on the poles everywhere, and he just stuck that yeah. in the house instead of put it on the wall. <laughs> That would have been a great <laughs> yeah. visual. They missed out on an opportunity there. Yeah, a whole With the big signs maybe. around it and the big telephone book that yeah. used to hang out the bottom of it. <laughs> yeah. That would have yeah. been awesome. <clears throat> so now it cuts to Greg peeking in on Marsha, and he asks her if she's got any change for a quarter <laughs> for the payphone. Marsha says, yep, but I wouldn't part with it with my life. Did he knock <laughs> I don't remember. I think he did. I I actually thought the same thing, too, when I was writing it down. I was like, did he knock? I was like, I'm not too worried about it. I'm going to continue on. But He knocked. He probably could have come in on something he shouldn't have come in on. I th- I, something tells me he wouldn't have minded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so now it comes to Jan asking Peter to borrow a dime to make a call. She says she'll give it right back. Peter says no. Oh, my God. This scene with Jan. Is it just mirror does she look like, like she's on crack? crack? Yeah, like a crackhead, like yes. on a fix. I think if you turned it up really loudly and listen, I swear she offered to suck his dick, I think. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, she looked like a crackhead needing a fix. Like I was like, oh my God. My whole notes on this scene is a gigantic word crack circled several times because of the way yeah. she was dancing. She was like, come on, call. man. I just need I just need a dime, man. Here, just give me a dime. She's like itching her arms. Those dimes. (laughs) 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 And he's like, I don't know, Janet. She's like, shut the fuck up. Where are we at on that dime? That's what she's. (laughs) You're useless to me. I'll go find it on the streets. (laughs) I'm gonna go see what (laughs) Sam the butcher's doing. I can't imagine the director is like, uh, Jan, I need you to dance more like you're on crack. I don't know what that is. This is 1970. Just kind of act like you've had too much Diet Coke. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that I can do. We can relate. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now it comes to Bobby and Cindy are now fighting for, you know, for money for the phone, which earlier they said there wasn't a problem, but now all of a sudden it's a problem. 
<clears throat> but I guess probably because it's a novelty to use a payphone, so they want to, they want to in on it, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be cool to use a payphone in my house. <clears throat> I would think that would be cool. But I think <laughs> yeah. uh, they were really fighting. That they, they did not look like they were acting. <laughs> it did kind of look pretty rough a little bit. It did look rough. They put something in there that Cindy really wanted in that piggy bank. Probably Jan's crack stash. <laughs> so Carol's in the den now talking to Martha again. And Mike rushes in and interrupts her because he wants to tell her something exciting. And, you know, whatever she's doing isn't that important. Because, yeah. you know, she's a woman. Uh, Mike says How long does that, it take to hem a dress? It's going on how many days now? Get, just get the dress done. <laughs> right. Mike says that he has to make a call in five minutes to finalize some big multi-million dollar deal. And so Carol says that Martha's on the now Martha's on the other line crying for some reason. I totally missed why she was just all of a sudden crying. And she had put the phone down and walked away to cry. And yeah. since she didn't hang up, now they can't make a phone call, which... Was that? I don't, I don't remember that being the physics of a telephone. You can still hang up for like a minute or so and then have a dial tone, right? Even if the other person didn't hang up. No, I think... You remember that? I think it would just go until somebody hung up. Somebody has to physically hang up to get the dial tone, if I remember right. Yeah, but if you and I are on the phone and you go, all right, see ya, and then you hang up and I don't, if you pick up 10 minutes later, I'm not still going to be on the line. It should give you a dial tone. And on my end, I'll get that... You know, yeah. if you'd like to make a call, but you know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe but I never, I never caught the insult to make Martha cry. Yeah, I didn't I, understand I what she too. did, what Carol did to make Martha cry. She said something about I think it was, just wear the dress as a belt then. That's the only thing I can figure like out that. that would put Martha into such a tizzy that she's so upset right. over Carol. Yeah, she had to put the phone down to go cry because of something she said as a joke. She was like, Oh, I didn't mean I was just kidding or something like that. And yeah. Martha's got problems. Martha, Good Lord. I, Martha should have bought she should have tried the dress on in the store and then she wouldn't have to worry about hemming it. That's true. Maybe she used to date Sam. Maybe that was it. And she was still kinda I heard he's dating somebody else. Some some burlap sack bitch, probably what he was saying. <laughs> and she was like, I don't know, that's weird. So you should I just had get a revelation. A nice dress. Sam probably <laughs> likes Alice because of the dresses, because that's probably what the meat's delivered into his store, is similar <laughs> sacks like that. Yeah. And so Alice just True. reminds him of work constantly, and we know Sam is into his work because... For you, sure. You only make puns about your job if you really like your job. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured it so, out. <laughs> another Brady conspiracy. All right. So now we got Martha in the other line. She's crying. She just totally stepped away from the phone. Therefore, Mike cannot use that phone now to call this multi-million dollar deal. So now he's like, I'll just go use the pay phone in the other room. So Mike's in, Mike walks into the meeting room. Surprisingly, nobody's on it and grabs some dime, grabs a dime out, makes an important call. Mike is now told by his male secretary, which I thought that was interesting, yeah. that he has to wait while Mr. Crawford is on the other line. I you forgot his foreshadowing huh. point, though. It was very important oh, to the scene and the comedy behind it is that Mike struggled to find that first dime. Oh, yes, yes, Super yes. important to how <clears throat> this pays that off That is super end. important. Yep. So Mike struggled to find a dime, finally gets one, and then now he's on hold waiting for Mr. Crawford to get off the line with, I think they said Europe or something like that. <clears throat> so Mr. Crawford finally gets on the line and Mike says that uh, they should discuss the deal over dinner at a candlelight, at the candlelight room. In at a hotel. The Royal Hotel. Yes. Right? <laughs> now, if you remember the backstory here, like in real life, you know, Robert Reed is gay. Yes. Which, which I thought that was interesting. I picked up on um, all those undertones right away. <laughs> yeah. Um, so just as they're about Carol. to make plans. <laughs> no, 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 God, no. <laughs> <laughs> just then the operator jumps in and says, deposit another 10 cents, please. Mr. Crawford asks, was that the operator I just heard? And Mike uh, asked, 
can you hold on, Mr. Crawford? Uh, give me one second. And he's searching for another dime. He's searching pockets, his wallet. Like he can't find one. He called once again, Carol, Alice, <laughs> Carol. <laughs> I need a dime. And so Alice and Sam are in the kitchen and Sam's comes rushing into the media room. He's like, I got dimes. I got dimes. And uh, yes. by the time they get there, it's too late. Mike is off the phone, sitting on the couch, like, well, fuck me, right, Alice? And well, it's then, a little uh, because... fact that butchers always have to carry an ass load of dimes with them everywhere they go. It's in their contract. <laughs> oh, it's a thing. I didn't yeah. know. Well, that works yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, by the time we get there, the call was cut off because he ran out of time. Carol comes in, and she apologizes. I'm sorry, Mike. Sam says, well, just call him back. And Mike's like, I should call him back to discuss a million, multi-million dollar deal and say that I couldn't even deposit 10 cents. Like, he's going to think I'm crazy and fucking broke. And and he realizes, on the other hand, what has he got to lose? Right. <clears throat> so Sam hands him all these dimes. Here you go. And Mike's like, I'm going to call him back. This time, plenty of dimes. Mr. Crawford says that he's not accustomed to doing business with a company that has to use a payphone. Uh, Mike tells him that the payphone is in his house. Mr. Crawford says that he doesn't have time for this and just wants to hang up. And then Mike's like, well, let me explain the situation. I got six kids, too much on the phone, blah, blah, blah. Mr. Crawford now is like, huh, I got teenagers, which I don't know about you, but the guy looked like he was like 80. Yeah, he was really old to be having teenagers. <laughs> but, you know, he's a millionaire, so his wife's probably like 21. Oh, you're probably right. And the teenagers are oh. adopted. From Korea. <laughs> From Korea. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, that's a lot of dimes to call home to Korea, too. So. Yes. <laughs> it takes lots uh, of dimes. <laughs> so there, he's like, you know, I can relate to this situation. Not a bad idea, Brady. And he's like, so how about dinner? Huh? Hotel. And at the hotel. You did say candlelight, candlelight room, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> candlelight room? At the Royal Hotel. He's like, oh, yeah. No wives so, invited. That's right. Friday at 8. Total <laughs> date time. <laughs> so Mike and Carol and Alice are in the media room. And Mike is patching up the hole where the payphone used to be. Carol says that the kids are happy to have the regular phone back. And that she's sure they've learned a very, very valuable lesson. Alice says that she's surprised that he took the phone down when it brought him such good luck on that multi-million dollar deal. Mike agrees and that it was probably because because of the payphone how he closed the deal. Um, Mike says that if he ever gets if she ever gets lonesome and wants to be in a household with a payphone, I can tell you where to go. And she goes, Mr. Crawford? And it was <laughs> like freeze frame. And that was the, the end of the episode. You know, Mike never really truly explained the payphone. He said, I got six kids in the house, so I put in this payphone. And then Crawford was like, oh, like he deduced it all on his own, it seemed like. That was my only He's a smart guy. That. He never really went into details about why the payphone was there. And Crawford was like, I'm just going to accept this because I know there's a candlelight dinner coming my way. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, you got to think, he handles multi-millions of dollars, so he's a sharp guy. He probably put two and two and four together pretty quickly. I guess I so. Like, huh. <laughs> I, felt, I felt robbed by the explanation. That's, my, that's really my only beef about this hmm. whole episode, is that I felt oh. robbed at the end because Mike didn't really give the whole Scooby-Doo, put the whole mystery thing together. <clears throat> So that right, we all right. are on the same page. Crawford was like, oh, yeah, this makes sense. I'm good. Man, I, I'm sorry for that, man. I feel bad. I wish I could get a hold of old, uh, who was the writer's name? And, like, send her, see if she's still alive, and I'm going to write her an email. Yeah, big gigantic like, plot hole there. Yeah, her name was Ruth Brooks Flippin. We're looking <laughs> yes. for you, Ruth. That Explain is an awesome yourself. name. <laughs> So that was the end of the episode. What'd you think overall? Did you enjoy the episode or? I did. Like I said, it brought back a lot of memories. Um, Mike Brady is like the perfect dad. He is stern yet loving. 
unlike yeah. real fathers in the world. And it, <laughs> Carol is still as hot as I remember. And it just <laughs> it just brought back a lot of a lot of after school watch the show. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a different age. You would watch it doesn't matter if the same episode repeated a hundred times. You would just watch it all the time. Yep, just for sure. a good show. They don't make them like that <clears throat> That's anymore. what I think. I appreciate that. I think because most of my listener or not listener guests, most of my guests have been like, this show is stupid or why do you watch this? Or, you know, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm glad to share the sh- share it with somebody who appreciated the show. Yeah, it was dumb. It was stupid. Of course it was, but we loved it. Well, yeah. it's it was just as formulaic as any any sitcom through the '80s and early '90s. They are all had this certain formula, and and the Brady Bunch hit that formula. But it kind of it made you want to be a part of that family until Cousin Oliver showed up. Once Cousin <laughs> Oliver showed up, you did not want to be part of that family anymore. But up until that point, I agree. I agree a billion. I hated Cousin Oliver. It seemed like a it was, fun it place like a to little hang John out. Denver. Yes. It's like a little John Denver. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he is the scrappy do of that show. He <clears throat> killed the show. Yeah. But, you know. Well, they needed somebody. The kids were getting older. Like, we need a younger kid. We got to keep the show going. Let's get Cousin Oliver. Like, oh, yeah. my God. Oh, he was like the Urkel. But, anywho. <laughs> All right. So, uh Tell listeners, where can we find you? Where can they uh, listen to your show? Tell you know, Go ahead. This is your plug time. We are everywhere that everyone else is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wherever you get your podcasts, you're going to find us there. We do like to direct people to try to listen to us on Spreaker or Spotify because we get like a penny uh, every 10 million listens or something like that. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we always tell you, if you're going to listen to us, try to hit us on Spreaker, but you don't have to. You know, just <laughs> load us up into your podcatcher. Um, we do yeah. about, our episodes are only about an hour. So nice, easy. Um, you'll learn something. Um, you won't learn something. We just have a lot of fun, so... <laughs> I got you, and it's called Podcast 42. Real quickly, where did the 42 come from? Why is it called that? Did you have 41 other podcasts that just failed? No, Hitchhike's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, 42 is the answer to life, the universe, and everything. And when we were trying to name the show, we're like, well, what are we talking about? Everything. (laughs) Oh, gotcha, everything. Whatever comes to mind. The meaning of life, yeah. So it's actually uh, a terrible title to name your podcast because if you go to Google and type in podcast 42, you're going to, you'll find us, but you'll also find every 42th episode of everybody's podcast. (laughs) Oh God, (laughs) that sucks. Oh no. (laughs) So when you're Brady Bunch, when you're on episode 42 of your Brady Bunch and you're looking for my show, your show will come up in the search. Oh, good. (laughs) <laughs> maybe i'll have you back on episode 42 how's yeah. that <laughs> all right so uh i just want to remind all the listeners too that uh a very brady podcast.com is up and live go check it out <clears throat> now i teased earlier that we do have a contest going on it is a caption contest uh if you go to a very brady podcast.com and then go to the contest contest tab You'll see right there, there'll be a picture and all the contest rules right there. You just create a funny caption to the picture that's there. And you can email it to a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. And all the rules there right there. And the winner is going to be announced on the episode released on December 23rd, 2019. That's brilliant. And uh, That's a really good huh? idea. That's a really good idea. Oh, that's brilliant. Oh, thanks. And uh, the winner is going to receive a very Brady podcast t-shirt and a couple stickers. And I'm also going to have a runner up thing I'm going to do, which you'll see if you, as long as you belong to like a very Brady, uh, very Brady Facebook group. And then uh, you can see all the, I'll be posting stuff there for a runner up kind of stuff, but just be creative, be witty, and most importantly, be funny. And uh, Christopher, man, I appreciate you stopping by. This has been awesome. You did a good job. Thank you. Um, I'm definitely going to have you come back. Oh, good, good. I definitely want you to come back. So. I am throwing my hat in the ring for the Hawaii episode. Ooh. When you get Isn't that to that a two-parter? Point, I 
think it's a two-parter. I'll, I'll do part one or part two. But I'm throwing you my hat out there. You want to just do both parts? Or? I'll do both parts. All right. But I'm throwing Probably my name out there. There might be a long list of names, but put write my name down. You're the first one to call dibs on it, so That's the best episode I'll write you ever. down. <laughs> yeah. Spider on the chest. <laughs> right? Peter's all flipped out. All right. We don't want to give you spoilers away, but you know. Yeah, no spoilers right, man. Well, for a 50-year-old show. <laughs> right. All right, Chris. I appreciate it, man. See ya. Thank you. I want to thank my guest one last time for stopping by. I certainly appreciate it. And hey, guys, you can contact me at a very Brady podcast at gmail.com. Send me an email or you can give me a call and leave a voice message at 804-446-1901. Once again, that's 804-446-1901. And I'll play it on the show. Head on over to the merch store at TeePublic. The link is in the description below. You got to check it out. We got t-shirts coffee mugs pillows uh stickers magnets and uh several of the designs i designed myself so check it out guys also join the facebook group it's called a very brady facebook group join in on the conversation post memes post whatever you want i don't care just don't be a racist and be sure to also check out the patreon page if you enjoy the show give a donation and become a patron i'd certainly appreciate it you can head over to patreon.com forward slash a very Brady podcast. Until next time, I've been Tack, and this has been a very Brady podcast. Have a sunshine day.